All right. So Kathy Richards, RD, checking in. It's almost a year to the day when I decided to start this self-love journey back to health, launch it as my podcast as a way to connect and, and let you see how I work through a lot of the things that I help my clients with as well. So today's a check-in. I'm going to give you guys an update. So let's head on over to the episode. listening to Healthy Mompreneurs Get Wealthy podcast with Kathy Richards, RD. As a registered dietitian with over 20 years of experience, I've helped thousands of people get healthier and ultimately wealthier. And now it's your turn, busy mompreneur. In this podcast, I'll be sharing with you my self-love journey back to health after years of stress and challenges, including living with a spouse with mental illness, suffering a concussion and living with post-concussion syndrome illnesses in my family, a death in my family, divorce, and more illnesses in my family, and all this with three kids under the age of nine. If anyone can show you how to thrive and not just survive through challenges and setbacks, it's me. All right, so today I'm hopping on to give you guys an update of um, my self-love journey back to health, what that's looked like over the last year. I'm just going to scroll through some of my podcast episodes because that's going to help me be able to talk to you about the things that that I've been working on. First of all, I want to apologize for being a little bit missing in action the last month or so. You know, life just continues to happen. Kids are home, schools are closed. Um... I'm having some new therapy for my post-concussion syndrome, which has caused some some triggers to happen. Um, so yeah, I haven't been on, I haven't recorded anything since December, so it's almost been two months, but I'm back and I thought a great way to come back would be to share my journey and my update on what's been happening over the last year since I decided to launch the podcast. So yeah, what's been going on over here? Like I said, kids have been home. They've been back in school the last few weeks. Um, If you follow me on any of my social media, you'll know that sleep, in my opinion, is one of the most important things. And unfortunately, that's been a bit lacking lately um, due to some worries with some of the kids and things. So they're up in the night, not feeling good. Maybe it's anxiety. Maybe it's um, labyrinthus or whatever it is, some some dizziness um, that's caused by a virus, but it's not pleasant and it's, you know, from 1.30 till 4.30 in the morning. So that leaves me just getting through the day <laughs> after that. I don't know how kids do it. They just kind of keep going, right? They don't collapse in the day, but you would think if they were awake that much, they would be. Anyway, so my self-love journey back to health. So what has happened since last February? I'm trying to think. Um, So yeah, I launched the podcast and then I had to get really honest with myself about, you know, maybe not moving my body as much as I was and not eating as well as I wanted to or how my body would feel after I ate certain foods. So I spent the first uh, few months really focusing on trying to do kind of more mechanical eating, which is something I do with my clients. If we're looking at intuitive eating, 
we call it more gentle nutrition. But for some people, it needs to be mechanical at the beginning because eating has been so far off the mark for such a long time. So I've talked about before, when our body's under stress, all of the energy that the body is getting is going to the extremities. So it's there to fight the lion or the tiger, whatever shows up. So that can damper hunger cues. So if we're going through a high period of stress, which I have over the last two years, reminding myself to eat is a really useful tool um, to make sure that I do eat. So that's something I have a lot of my clients do too, is set a reminder on their phone to check in with their bodies. So if we're thinking about intuitive eating, which is where my practice is, is really focused now, it's about checking in like, am I hungry? And having the awareness like, did I eat that food and do I feel full? Oh, I ate something different yesterday. How did that stay? So these are all things that I've been focusing on in the last um, year, trying to eat more regularly, trying to see what foods feel good and meal prepping, having things on hand to make it easier um, to have regular meals and, and stay on track. So for myself, it looked like having protein powder available or having um, sometimes like pepperettes or soy nuts, some, some protein sources. Um, in the summer, I did have a, a diagnosis in my family of cancer again. So at that point in support and just for my own health, I went towards more of a vegetarian diet. Um, I found during that time prepping like bricks of tofu and roasting vegetables, like two or three trays of vegetables at the beginning of the week would really set me up to have consistent lunch lunch times during the day when my kids aren't here for me to have that consistent energy piece. Um, I did have some travel last year to help with um, my family member. At that point, yeah, eating was great because I wasn't <laughs> having to feed myself. Um, I was focused on supporting them and having great food available um, to me during that time as well. So the food piece, that's where I was, just trying to get back into making sure I was taking care of myself, eating on a regular basis. I have to admit, I'm still not the greatest at doing great nutrition when the kids aren't with me. Um, you know, it's just easier when the kids are here to kind of have a routine and a schedule. But I find myself thinking when they're here, gee, I'd really love to have this space to cook by myself when I have those solo days. But then there's always something more pressing or something else I'd rather be doing. Um, so I'm trying to get back to some more creativity and, and recipe development in that time that I have by myself. I have introduced lots of adaptogenic teas into my daily um, day. I'm drinking a sun milk tea right now as I'm recording this episode. And adaptogens, I've done a, a blog post on them as well. It's just a great way to kind of calm the nervous system. So if there's anything I've seen over the last year, I've been back at work full time um, in a little, little under a year, I guess. Um, and what I've noticed as well with the referrals that I deal with, most of them are to do with gut health, which is stress related for a lot of people. And a lot of them... Um, I've been recommending adaptogenic teas 
and um, supplements and things to support the nervous system as well. If we're perpetually in this state of stress, it's hard for our body to help us regulate appetite and satiety. It's hard for us to hear hunger and fullness cues. It's easier for the body to store energy because it doesn't know what's happening. So it's just trying to keep us safe. So if there's one thing that I've realized in the last couple of years is our bodies are amazing. Our bodies are so smart and they want to do everything they can to support us. And then that's where we come in and there's lots of things we can do to support our bodies as well. Yeah, so other ways that I've supported my body over the last year, um, getting back into more regular movement. I got back to cross-country skiing, which I um, did on a more regular basis before I had kids. Went a few times, but when you have three kids over five years, you're kind of always breastfeeding or pregnant. So it can be a bit more challenging as a mom to take that time to get out there, um, depending on the situation that you're in, right? So so now I've gotten back to cross-country skiing. I've um, been on my bike a few times as well, bike a little bit less. I'm a bit nervous um, about my head and getting a bit dizzy. I also was able to get back to downhill skiing. Um, last year spent the year on the bunny hill with my four-year-old at the time so that was fantastic this year the kids are beating me (laughs) down the hill so I'm kind of skiing by myself while they're skiing with their dad or each other Um, but yeah finding movement and ways to move has been a big part of the year a lot of the um, intuitive readings and things that I've worked on this year the coaches I've worked with movement keeps coming up as a way for me to kind of birth more creativity and more ideas. So I'm excited to continue to explore movement, doing a lot more dancing and and just having more fun in general, even in my own house. Um, so today I got out, did a cross-country ski, had a couple of friends um, that were available and then they weren't and plans changed because um, we can go downhill skiing because of... Um, certain protests that are on so I did I found a loop and I cross-country skied it was great it was busy Um, I figured out a loop a quick half hour loop or an hour loop if I have that time that I can head out early mornings when I don't have kids get in a quick ski before I start my day so that's going to be my goal for the next month is to make sure I, I get out there consistently to do that because it makes me feel good so Other supports over the last year, pelvic floor physio, thermography, I talked about that in my podcast as well. I had another thermography this week, so we'll see um, what that shows. Last year, it showed a lot of inflammation, so I'm hoping that that changes. I think I'll have one of the uh, thermography experts come on and and chat about that so you guys can can see... um, what you might be able to learn as well. Infrared sauna, I use that to support myself. um, And I'll get back to that soon as well. What else did I use to support myself? Um, Pelvic floor, regular physio um, who realigns my pelvis and my hips. And that's really important alignment in, in how we feel. Pelvic floor was really interesting because we worked a lot on loosening my shoulders and the tension in my neck. 
because that's affecting my breathing, my diaphragm. And your diaphragm, it's like a canister, right? So it is directly impacted by your pelvic floor and your pelvic floor is directly impacted by your breathing and things. So that was interesting. Now I have little yoga tune-up balls that I can, you know, do some wall work and release some of those muscles as well. Other way that I've been supporting myself most recently is a new uh, therapy matrix repatterning with an osteopath. Basically, they can can use their modality and they can see all the areas on your body that have had injury and then they can support that area and, and do release work to help um, kind of reset things. So I'm about five sessions in. I've had some great success with less eye strain, um, less headaches, still hoping that the fatigue comes a bit um, or comes to be lessened is what I mean. Um, but we'll see. We're not sure if that's from the concussion or from COVID. So we'll see how that goes. Um, what else have I been doing on this self-love journey back to health? Continue to do biogeometry work with the practitioner as well. And we're doing more journaling and really more self-awareness. So that's key, right? Like if I'm going to be able to fuel myself, move my body and really listen to my body to hear what it wants, there has to be a lot of self-awareness there. And I have to say like that for a long time, I didn't want to have this self-awareness because I didn't want to admit in any detail how horrible things actually were, right? How stressed I was, how unhappy I was. Um, there was lots of things going on. So that journaling just seemed like a big scary piece. But now that I'm in this space where I'm able to really focus on myself, I notice I can be more present. I'm definitely more calm with my kids if I include meditation or just some, some kind of reset. I use hypnosis on a fairly regular basis. I have a practitioner I work with on a weekly basis and sometimes we'll have recordings that I'll, I'll go back and listen to in the time in between. So lots of ways to support myself. I have to say I thought my self-love journey back to health was going to be more focused on diet and nutrition. Um, now I'm moving into this intuitive eating space. Definitely see the magic there with the clients that I'm working with, with myself as well. Big theme with clients and myself is giving yourself grace, right? Like we're not going to be perfect. We're human. We're two years into a pandemic. So, you know, Give yourself grace. You're not going to, you don't have to do everything a certain way. Just get more aware of what your body wants. Try to answer, try to listen, try to get support for that and move forward from there, right? And if you can't do anything right now, that's okay. That's a, a choice that we can make too, right? And I have some clients that I'll, I'll reach out to as a follow-up to say, you know, how are things going? Some of them are in a place where they're able to say, this this can't be a priority right now. And I say, wow, that's great. Like you have so much insight into that. Some people can't say that. And I might be, my job in that moment might to be re to reflect that back to them. So there's so much magic in, in working with practitioners in whatever field and having that support where they can reflect things back to you as well. And I have so much support and things getting reflected back to me all the time. Um, and you know, sometimes it's hard to take, but it's something 
that I have come to learn to appreciate. So that's the update. That's where we are. We're a year later. No measurements or anything to report on. Um, I'm probably at the heaviest weight I've ever been. And, you know, I think that's just a combination of ongoing stress, um, not as much movement, and that my body just feels like it needs to keep me a bit safer. And that's a way it can support me. So it's fine. It is what it is. I can move my body. I enjoy the time I have with my kids. I can be active. I'm going to keep making that that gentle movement, gentle nutrition, um, go into intuitive eating um, more and more in my own personal life and with my clients because it really is the best approach. If you want to learn more about intuitive eating, um, there is a free five-day challenge happening this week. The links are going to come out. It's going to be via Zoom. So if you're interested in that, head on over to kathyrichardsrd.com forward slash five dash days dash T-O dash food dash freedom. Um, so that's kathyrichardsrd.com, five days to food freedom. You can find that link on my business page on Facebook and also on Instagram. And that will take you, I'll put it in the show notes here as well. Um, that will take you to the sign up for that. So that's going to be five days. It's going to be quick um, trainings. And I know none of us have a lot of time, but it's really going to walk you through, okay, what's happening? How, oh, I don't feel good. What can I do right now? Oh, gee, what, what is my body trying to tell me? What else is influencing these choices? Hmm, maybe I need to change that. And oh, what is stress and sleep doing to my body right now? So it's kind of a lot to cover in five days, but I'm just going to give you little actionable things to work on and you can kind of get a feel for how intuitive eating the focus is. Um, so that's my free five-day challenge. So welcome you. If you know anyone that may benefit from that, share it with them or sign up yourself and I will talk to you guys soon. Like I said, I'm going to be back more often on a weekly basis with my training. So um, head back to the podcast every week and I'm going to get back on my intuitive eating series. As usual, if you have any questions, reach out. And if you've enjoyed this episode, feel free to share it on your social media. Thanks so much, guys. Have a great day.